This episode is sponsored by our friends with the Sharp Mortgage Team. You know the weather's getting warmer, but the triad real estate market is hot. If you've been waiting for more homes to hit the market and better rates, now is the time to reach out to the Sharp Mortgage Team with Highlands Mortgage. It's important to have a conversation with mortgage pros before you shop for a home so that when you find the house you love, you'll be ready to make an offer. Call them today, 336-575-9448, or you can visit their website at sharpmortgageteam.com to talk to a member of their team. Don't wait. The summer home buying season is already underway. So again, 336-575-9448 or sharpmortgageteam.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharpmortgageteam.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. We are in the middle of the summer. All of you should realize that. I mean, it is burning up outside. It is very, very hot the past week or so. Um, But despite the weather right now, most people in the summertime, one of of America's favorite pastimes is to go catch a ball game. And um, so today, I've got new team president with the Winston-Salem Dash, Brian DeAngelis, is here with us. And he's going to be talking about not just the Dash, but a lot of different new community engagement that they've rolled out this season since they, they kicked off in April. I actually had the chance earlier in the year to go check out their new menu. They've got some great food over at the stadium that you got to make sure you get over and check out. But then they've also got some good ball games going, too. Brian, how are you? Thank you for locking in. Hey, great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. So I, I guess let's start there. I, I I sort of tease to my audience that obviously you are the new team president. Um, you're not a Winston-Salem native. So talk a little bit about where you came from and, and just your your background in baseball. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm Pittsburgh, born and bred, and uh, I ended up uh, starting my career in baseball. My very first job I actually worked for Cal Ripken uh, out in Baltimore. Um, so he actually has, uh, a couple of facilities at the time. There was only two Myrtle beach and Aberdeen, Maryland. Uh, and he also had a minor league team. And so that's when I got involved, involved in minor league baseball, uh, from there went to the Cardinals affiliate in state college. Um, and then right before the dash, I was, uh, at the Phillies AAA team, the Lehigh Valley iron pigs, um, who industry wide are pretty well known for, um, their innovation, their promotions, their merchandise. Uh, the name was kind of one of the first ones in that. Uh, genre of new minor league team names. So, uh, and then about a year and eight months ago, something like that, it's been um, moved down here to Winston. So, how, how like, let's start there. I mean, from Pittsburgh to Winston Salem, that that's a huge change. So, how are you liking how are you liking the Twin Cities so far? Yeah, you know what's funny is I've run into a couple of people that actually are Pittsburgh natives in Winston, and we all kind of say the same thing. And I didn't realize this at first, but it really feels like a Pittsburgh South. Because it has the city, it has the skyline, it has things to do that's downtown, but it's not overcrowded. It's it's manageable to drive around. Your commute's not a big deal. It's affordable. You can raise a family there. So basically, you get the benefits of the better weather and proximity to the beach, and uh, you know not as much of the uh, cloud cover of Pittsburgh. You know, my good friend um, Jackie Pascal. My audience will recognize Jackie because she's with WXII. She's also a Pittsburgh native, and she actually loves baseball. Um, so I'm sure you've either seen her over at the stadium before. But I, I guess Brian, when you when you came to Winston Salem, you assumed control and leadership of the Winston Salem Dash. 
Talk a little bit about the situation that maybe you walked in. What was the what was the condition of the team? I mean, were we doing pretty good or were we doing bad? Yeah, so um, I'd say neither. <laughs> I'd say it was kind of one of those teams that, um, as I was kind of monitor teams from afar, uh, the dash didn't really come up too frequently in terms of innovating and in food or innovating and in sponsorship or in marketing, promotion, entertainment, kind of all those things that minor league baseball is really known for. Um, they weren't necessarily in that conversation. And we have our own um, metrics, I guess you want to call them, where we actually do, it used to be called the Milbies and they have a golden bobblehead. So it's kind of like the Emmys for us, where it's like best promotion of the year in these certain categories you win. Um, you know, at the Iron Pigs, we won five out of nine were given out, um, whereas the Dash were not nominated. And so I knew coming down here, I had some work to do. Now, there was obviously great community support already, phenomenal founding partners that have been there since day one and are still here now. Um, so there was a really great base to start to build a team. Um, and so really, it was just about understanding the community, understanding uh, some of the opportunities that may have been missed in the past, and then just capitalizing on those as quickly as possible. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, Brian, that I, I came to your new menu tasting that y'all did earlier in the year before the season kicked off in April. Um, you you wouldn't have known this, but I'm going to share this with you today in front of my audience. It's the first time I've been inside the Dash Stadium in a long time. I, I don't I'm not someone that has been over there in many years. Um, I, I don't I don't really go to the games and I, I'm not a big baseball person. Um, but but I thought the event that you all put on back in, um, I guess that was late March, early April, I thought that was a really great event. Um, I found myself back over at the stadium, actually, um, in late spring for for another event. I, I, I came down to your um, um, beer rollout that you all did down at Foothills over the spring as well. And then I found myself back at the stadium again this past Monday night for your big um, Fourth of July party. Um, so, again, you've somehow figured out how to take a guy like me who hadn't been inside the stadium in years. And now you've gotten me back in the stadium and, and you know, at least three times within the past five or six months. What is that about? What, what do you attest that to? Yeah, well, so I appreciate you saying that because that, that's really the goal is to find the people that may have been to a dash game before or, or maybe never been to a dash game before and get them out and if we just rely on baseball, it's just never going to happen. Some people are just not going to be baseball fans. Maybe the team is not so good in a specific year. So we have to create other things. We're a live entertainment company is really what we are. So mm. we have to put together, what does entertainment mean? You know, everybody eats, everybody drinks. So that's how we're able to get you back out. But there's some other people that maybe have small children that they're not as interested in drinking and they don't want to spend as much on food. However, they want to come and see some life-size dinosaurs at a ballpark because it's a convenient way for me to watch a baseball game while my son is going to be playing with dinosaurs, right? So we just basically thought about what is our community interested in? And, and that's a lot of different things. And fortunately, we have 66 different games in the season. So we can pretty much take a, any given game and we can make it tailored to some specific audience. And then we supplement that with just the new food items, like you mentioned, the new drink items. Almost every theme that you come to, these are not things that were highlighted at the event that you mentioned or, or really get any of our coverage, to be honest. However, we have specialty food and drink items almost every game that are just one game only. So the 4th of July, we had a Pop Rocks and mm. a Boom Popsicle uh, mixed drink. Um, we had, I mean, it was 4th of July, we went all out, of course, but, um, every time we do one of these themes, princess nights, we do, you know, there's like some fairy dust on top of some of the drinks and uh, food items and things. So almost every time it's, it's almost like a, a secret menu or a hidden, hidden, uh, menu item, right. That, that you got to kind of find and ask for. 
I, I, I didn't see the specialty drink when I was at the party. I missed it. Um, it you know, Fourth of July, I, I just stuck with a Bud Light, man. I, I, I just went with America's with America's beer, and um, we we had a really great time. You you talk about the community engagement and and ways to leverage the park in other ways. I think that's really remarkable. I remember years ago, for at least two years in a row. I was a part of a group where we did a movie night at the stadium and we just basically had a big movie up on the Jumbotron. You had to bring a free can of food for Second Harvest to get in. And I, I want to say we attracted over 2000 people who just wanted to come and fellowship and hang out and, you know, watch a watch a, a movie together as a community. And I, I think that's remarkable how you all are finding ways to to use that asset being the stadium to really, really um, unite the community and bring a lot of people together. Um, I'm sure you know that there's been a lot of um, sort of a bad taste in the mouths of a lot of people around town when it comes to that stadium and some of the history around how the stadium got developed and the, the money and the capital that was put into it from the city's perspective. As you've come in as the new team president, have you have you run into any kind of challenges or obstacles? Do you still find that that some of that animosity still might be out in the community? I have not experienced that myself. I'm certainly aware of it. I've heard the stories. I've read some of the news articles. And I can tell you, having done this at a couple of teams, that this is not a unique to Winston-Salem situation. Even when I was at uh, Rick and he basically is the mayor of Maryland, uh, there were people, several people, even on the city side in Aberdeen and, and throughout the Hartford County that, that had issues with the stadium rally. It's, it's by no means unique. So the only thing you can really do and, in my position, uh, not having been here when it occurred, is is say, okay, listen, we're we're in the community, okay. It's it's not changing at this point. The ballpark's here. What can we do to give back? Help? Uh, how can we position ourselves in a way that we have a venue that's so large that a lot of other places just can't accommodate? And so when we go and we build beds in the stadium for children that don't have anywhere to sleep, or when we feed hundreds of families for the holidays from the Chris Paul Family Foundation. Um, when we raise money for our marble jerseys and paps for Brenner's Children's Hospital to save uh, the children in our community's lives, um, those are the things that I can do here today. Uh, I can't control anything that happened before, um, but we're just going to continue to keep doing that to service this community so that even if somebody has a bad taste in their mouth, I'm going to make it really difficult for them to continue to believe that. I want to take a quick break from this show to do two things. One, we'll say thank you for listening and supporting the Triad Podcast Network. Just listening to this episode is appreciated. Second, I want to ask that you support a local business that supports us as a presenting partner, a real estate company we trust, the Ginther Group, located in Winston-Salem. Right now, in the spring, the housing market is moving fast. You need someone you can rely on to assess your situation, read the data and trends, and steer you in the right direction. Interest rates, inventory, new construction, there are so many factors that impact our local market. Don't buy into the national internet headlines. Get the information from the folks right here in our neighborhood. Contact Blake Ginther and the Ginther Group today. Whether you're buying or selling, have cash or not, or if your home isn't in the ideal condition for selling, chances are they have a solution for you. Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning, whatever you need, start now and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. I, I love your attitude and I love the perspective. And, and I, I really love the idea of, of taking the stadium and that asset. And again, I'll repeat it. 
um, using it as a way to unite the community, to bring people together. I mean, at, at the party I went to this past Monday, I ran into so many people that I know from the community who was out and having a great time. They had their kids with them. They had their family with them. You know, in business, a lot of times you don't always get a chance to see the family part of it. So it was just cool to sort of relax and and just be with the community, um, you know, at the stadium. So I, I really hope that you all continue to do those kind of events and create those kind of opportunities. You, you know, here in our region, um, you, you know, we've got the Grasshoppers, we've got the Dash, um, and now we have the Rockers. Um, you seem to have a long history in minor league baseball. Do we have too many teams in the triad? I mean, should there just be like one team or how does this normally work, Brian? Help us out here. Yeah, so North Carolina is one of the four states that has 10 or more minor league baseball teams. And that does not include non-affiliated teams, right? So Florida, Texas, California, North Carolina. So it's very unique uh, for us to be able to have this situation. And overall, I just think it's great because we have a team in Atlanta, we have a team in D.C., and there's really nothing in between right now. Maybe expansion happens, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Mm. But right now, what we have in terms of being local and Winston, whether you're in Triad, wherever you are, even Durham, Raleigh, right? Um, you got the Durham Bulls, you got options down there. So um, I see it as being a, a net positive because people are just becoming baseball fans. Uh, and maybe if an expansion occurs, Charlotte, Nashville, whatever it is, we're just going to have more baseball fans. So I don't see that as a problem. And there's even some other ones that uh, that didn't get mentioned. I mean, with the disco turkeys, right, that, that play here as well. I mean, I, I just don't see there being a, a bad a bad addition of baseball. Um, it's just going to make – and listen, the disco turkeys are, are for a certain set of fans. And maybe they're converting new fans to being baseball fans. Uh, you look nationally at like the Savannah Bananas that are just basically doing a world tour um, and showing uh, how baseball can be presented extremely different than what we're doing. And for that matter, minor league baseball is presented extremely different than major league baseball. So um, it's just capitalizing on uniqueness of everybody's team, market situations, communities. Um, and then we often, and I'll, I'll, I've always admitted this, but we steal from so many other, there's 120 teams in minor league baseball, right? Uh, then you have ace, uh, hockey, minor league hockey, AHL. Uh, you have all these different great organizations that we just steal from regularly because um, it's not an insult. It's, it's a uh, flattery when I take your idea because it's so great and your fans responded so well to it. And I think it's a great fit for our community. So uh, I'm going to continue to do that as well. So the more teams, the better, in my opinion. Now, did I notice that um, I, I think for the first time that I see that the Dash actually played the Grasshoppers? Was that recent or is that co coming up here soon? Or Yeah, we did. So we've, we've had a series against Greensboro. Um, we are going back to play at Greensboro as well coming up here. And um, the draft is actually it's going on right now as we speak. Um, and so there's a lot of players that the, the Pirates, and I'm pretty familiar with the Pirates being from Pittsburgh, um, they put some, some number one overall picks through the system that we've got to play against. Um, so far, I can tell you that we have uh, beaten Greensboro uh, so far this year uh, in total games, but there's still more to play. So we'll see how that ends up. But uh, they're in a really strong position. They're in second place in their division. We're in second place in ours. So uh, it's kind of a race to the finish and we might see them in a playoff. And I mean, now in, in that particular rival game that you guys just had and, and then in the future ones you have, did, did you notice an outside participation from the community? Did, did, did the community really get into that game? Yes, yeah, so you know what's interesting? I, I kind of thought that Greensboro was like just, I mean, it's like you got Duke and NC and you got, you know, teams very close. And so I thought that would be the case. And and there are Greensboro fans, certainly, that come to the games, that root for Greensboro. And there's some people that are even living in Winston-Salem that are Greensboro fans. And that's great. I want everybody to be a baseball fan. But the fan base that actually creates a rivalry, because often it's it's really the fan base. I mean, we can try to 
you know, push whatever rivalry we think people would, you know, would be interested in, but it's Hickory. Hickory shows up uh, every time we play them. We just had a series against them. They bring their cowbells. They're loud. They're down front. They're yelling at the umps. They're involved in the game. They know their players. Uh, they're a, they're a diehard fan base and they travel. So that to me, if I was to like show up and say, what's a rivalry game, I'd probably be the Hickory game. Wow. Okay. Well, and, and, you, you know, talk a little bit about for, especially for people like myself who I, I just don't know all the ins and outs of baseball. I know we have all these various teams and I hear about it from time to time. What, what is the structure? I mean, are, are all these teams operating under the MLB? Is that, I heard you say something about Greensboro's in a slightly different division than Winston-Salem, but what, what even determines that? I mean, for two communities that are that close to, to each other. Yeah, so that, that's actually a really good question and, and one that a lot of people do not understand. So when COVID occurred, uh, minor league baseball, historically, when I started minor league baseball, it was its own company. It was its own entity. They're based out of St. Peter's. And um, that company got uh, bought out, if you will, by MLB. Mm. And so now all the minor league teams are within that umbrella. And if you, you may remember in 2020, there was 43 teams that lost their affiliation. They went from uh, 163 down to 120. Um, and then in doing so, what they were trying to do is uh, for player purposes, for safety, travel, uh, just time away from home, they're trying to reduce those. So they did some league restructuring. So historically, we were not in the same league of a lot of these teams that we were playing. We're in the Carolina League. Now we're in the South Atlantic League. A lot of these teams went from low A to high A, and we now play them. So some of these rivalries are only two, three years old. I mean, we've never played a lot of these teams. And um, so it, the, the landscape has changed dramatically. Now, in our case, South Atlantic League is split into two divisions, North and South. How us and Greensboro are in one North or South, uh, I could not explain, uh, but we are. And uh, so right now they have Hudson Valley and uh, Greenville Drive that's clinched playoffs. There's a first half winner, second half winner. So it's us and Greensboro vying for the chance to make the uh, the final four, really. Yeah, and you 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 spoke about the restructuring that the the Major League Baseball Association went through, and I think you said some minor league, league teams actually lost their affiliation. I know in the news here in Winston several months back, might even been a year ago at this point, there, there was a, some some rumors or some some noise around the fact that the the Dash might lose their affiliation. Um, for us again, that might not be as connected to you to it as you. Talk a little bit about what what was that scuttlebutt we were reading in the, the Winston Salem Journal back then. <laughs> what the journal posts and what's reality may be very different. I can tell you that I had a running document uh, of teams that I thought would lose affiliation. I had a document of which clubs would be affiliated with which major league teams. Um, I was only wrong on two out of those 43 that were cut. Uh, one of them being Trenton, which was the most notable. They were double A for the Yankees. And they got sent down to the MLB draft league. Um, Fresno was another one. that was a triple A team in California that got dropped down to single A. I can tell you the dash was never on the radar. Um, the way that the White Sox have it uh, structured, where we have affiliates in Charlotte, we have one in Kannapolis. We're here. Um, it's, it's truly... Uh, the resemblance of a farm system where you want your teams to be close together so that when you're transferring players, it's easier on them. Uh, you can call them up and down more frequently. Um, so a lot of that is built incredibly well. Uh, our double-A team happens to be uh, even further south in Alabama, but that league is pretty unique with you know Chattanooga and Rocket City. Um, there's a lot of great franchises out there that it's difficult as you get further west uh, to, to limit that travel. So I think that double-A um, – level there along with the eastern league that's in the northeast is going to pretty much remain the same but um again as, as they focus on player wellness travel time 
um, North Carolina baseball is in a tremendous spot because mm. uh, we we barely you know most of the, when we go to Greensboro the players drive we barely even take a bus over there so um, that's what they're trying to eliminate is those long long home stands where you're in the bus thirteen hours or that uh, those days are, are pretty much gone. Quick break from the show to get serious for a moment in my serious voice. For real though, it's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Yeah, and, and even the MLB has sort of restructured the games to some degree. They've introduced new rules to try to speed the game up. I've, I've you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the New York Times, so I read a lot of their articles, even the sports page. And I, I know there's been mixed reaction to some of these changes in rules. Some fans like them, some some don't. Does does those rules that those rules change? Does that does that also extend to the Winston Salem Dash as well? So believe it or not, it's it's actually reverse. Uh, it starts with the Winston Salem Dash. It starts hmm. with minor league baseball, and then they use us as a as it's not only a farm system for the players, but also for for league rules for uh, new ideas implementation. So. Um, I've had the pitch clock in minor league baseball for like three years. So to me, it's kind of old news, but this is the first year in MLB that they're actually having the pitch clock. And there was a lot of people that had um, kind of, to me, insane reactions to this, where it's a faster game. And and what quickly happening was, was people in the front office were upset because the games were too fast and they were losing out on, on food and beverage sales. Um, to me, that kind of blew my mind because we've already been we've already been doing this. And to me, a fan experience, a game that's two and a half hours, is like the perfect game. Uh, you really don't want it to go three and a half, four hours, which some would do in the past. And uh, if you didn't make adjustments to that, then that's kind of on you in my eyes. You know, for the dash specifically, I can tell you that we open gates a little bit earlier. Uh, we have live music every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we have drink specials. Uh, you can bring your dog. Uh, we have special theme promotions happening almost every single night. So we have reasons for people to come to the game early. So they're it's their choice that they can stay here for whatever period of time they want. But you can pretty much guarantee if you show up at seven, you're probably gonna be out of there by 9 30 and we cater to families and i got three young kids myself if you told me the game's gonna end at 11 11 30 there's no chance i'm gonna stay for that whole thing let alone maybe even go but, but it's 9 30 i can handle that yeah that you you just hit on one of the reasons why i i, I stop coming to baseball games all the time is because they they would be incredibly long and you know you go through these periods where there's not a lot of activity or there may not be a lot of action there's nobody hitting any balls there's nobody getting on base um, so I would just find myself, you know, getting getting bored after a while. But um, now with the rules change, I had no idea that the Winston-Salem Dash had the new rules. I had no idea you guys had the new rules for the past three years. So that's actually 
news for me and certainly news for my audience as well. So that I may need to go back out and check out a full game and just see sort of what it feels like to sort of get the full length of the the, the game going um, now. But, um, you, you know, as the, the season is underway, I think your season ends, what, in uh, September? Yeah, our last home game, September 3rd, we finish on the road this year. So uh, we'll play at Truist Stadium on the 3rd and then pending playoffs. Uh, we could play uh, about 10 days after that. I think it's 13th, 14th is about when playoffs start. So what are some other things that my audience can look forward to? I mean, you're basically halfway through the season. So what can we expect on the on the backside? Yeah, so our very next homestand, we have one that's that's pretty fun for me. It's a day game that we do in the middle of July, which sounds like a nightmare in North Carolina. To me, it's a lot of heat. But we're going to do Super Splash Day, and we're going to get everybody wet. We do have a designated section if you don't want to get wet. Uh, but you can come out for a noon game, and uh, we're going to have water balloons, um, sprinklers out, misters out, slides, slipping slides, uh, you name it. Uh, it's just going to be a good one for the kids to bring out just for a summer break activity to do. Um, one of my what, what's the date on that one? When, when's that happening? That's the it's the Wednesday upcoming. I believe that. What is that date? The seventeenth, the nineteenth. I'm sorry, nineteenth. Okay, okay. And um, so we have immediately after that Dino Night. Um, my son is huge into dinosaurs. He's five. Uh, he's been into dinosaurs, so this one's going to blow his mind. But what we do basically is we turn through a stadium into Jurassic Park, a Jurassic World, if you will. Um, and we have uh, 30 foot tall dinosaurs. We have animatronic dinosaurs, uh, for the younger boys. We even have this baby dinosaur that interacts with you. And if you misbehave, it actually pees on you water. Don't worry. Uh, we hatch a dinosaur live in the game, do a dino dig post game. So, um, we, we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. And, and if you have young kids, I highly encourage that game for sure. Um, but the one that I'm most excited about for sure is on August 5th, uh, that's shag night. And when I came down to Winston, I was quickly educated in shag. I had never heard of it, didn't know what it was, thought it meant something else. And now I realize exactly what it is. And I, at the release, danced with or received the lessons to dance with the uh, junior national champion right now, who's a Winston Natum. So um, I got a pretty quick crash course, and we are going to have uh, all of them out here on the 5th uh, to, to pregame shag competition. They're going to be shagging on the dugouts, in the aisles, shag music, beach music. Uh, drinks, whatever you think of North Myrtle, right, is, is going to be replicated here in, in Truist Stadium. So I'm excited for that one. I, I'm certain there are a lot of people excited for that event here in Winston-Salem. So I'm from Winston-Salem, and literally my entire life, I did not know what, what shag music was or shag dancing or anything. And um, But I'm also a Rotarian, and when I joined the Clemens Rotary Club, um, one of the first events I got invited to was the shag party. Um, and 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 like you, Brian, I thought Shag meant something else. So I, I said, okay, well, what kind of organization <laughs> have I joined here if they're hosting Shag parties? But um, I'm certain you'll have a big turnout for that one. I've actually, I, I wrote down the dates for the other two events because I'm certain our um, five-year-old Charlie would, would love Dinosaur Night as well as the the, the, the getting wet, um, the, the one you're going to do that on the, on the 19th as well. So both those sound, all those sound like great events um, to my audience. I mean, you still got a little time to get out and enjoy some Winston-Salem dash baseball. I mean, they're only halfway through the season. They're going to go all the way to September um, and they are really rebooting the team in my opinion. I mean, they're finding some really creative ways to leverage that stadium, which I think is a tremendous community asset 
Um, but I really love what Brian said earlier that they are an entertainment company. I mean, they are a live entertainment company, and I think they're doing a good job at, at really diversifying the ways that they entertain the community. Brian, before I let you go, um, any closing remarks from my audience? How can the community get more involved with you? I know you got season tickets and sponsorships and all these kind of things that people can take advantage of. Yeah, listen, I'm not here to sell anybody. I think that uh, if I can just get somebody out to the ballpark once, just like you said, if you can see what we're doing now, I just want you to come out one time because I'm so positive that you will have a good time and you will want to come back. Um, and maybe that means season tickets for you. Maybe your company wants to get involved, whatever the case would be. But I can tell you right now, um, one of those Yogi Berra quotes, we use a lot of baseball quotes uh, in my line of work, as you can imagine. But uh, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. We're up 37% uh, in, in park attendance this year. So it's a place to be. And it's not a coincidence that people come and come back again. Um, and we're going to continue to just keep putting more product out there. We doubled the amount of fireworks. We had the event that you mentioned earlier on the 3rd of July. Um, so we're just going to keep doing everything we can to entertain uh, Winston and just be the focal point of the community. Yeah, the fireworks show was amazing. I had my niece as well as um, our kid Charlie was there with us. And um, every time I actually thought the fireworks was over, you you guys launched more fireworks. So, um, I mean, that was a really, really great show. Um, and, and lots of folks from the community. Brian, thank you for what you're doing for the community. Thank you for your leadership at the Winston-Salem Dash. And thank you for locking in with me. To my audience, thank you for locking in. Um, make sure you stay tuned to WTOB because every Sunday morning, that's where you can lock in with me. But if you happen to miss me there, you can always subscribe and download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, you can lock in there. Make sure you continue to follow Algernon Cash on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Until next time, y'all stay locked in. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.